0: Welcome to Explore the Word podcast. So glad you could join with us today. And today I'm in Hamilton with Pastor McLean, New Testament Baptist Church. So glad to be here. I've known Pastor McLean for too long. No, no, not too long. (laughs) I've known him a long time, but I do appreciate his ministry. And I thought it'd be great to come over and spend some time with him and ask him some questions. Uh, I think a lot of folks in our church know him well. And I wanted you to get to know him even a little bit better. And so I have some questions. So thanks for joining us today, Pastor McLean.
1: Well, thank you for giving me this opportunity.
0: All right. It's always good to see you. That's <laughs> It's good to be seen, that's for sure. Uh, so i got a number of questions I have for Pastor McLean. So I'm going to start off with number one. The first question is, uh, can you share with us your salvation testimony, how you came to know Jesus Christ as your Lord
1: and Savior? Sure. be happy to do that. When I was uh, about two months old my dad got saved. He said that I was the first soul, or that he was the first soul that I brought to Christ. And the reason being is that he already had one son, and now he had a second. And he looked at us and was convinced in his heart that if he didn't change, if something didn't happen in his life, neither one of us would would make it. We wouldn't Mm -hmm. live because uh, we would follow in his footsteps. So he began searching, and it was shortly after that that he um, happened to across the church heard some singing went in heard the gospel preaching got saved and his life was changed forever so basically that meant that i grew up now in a home where uh, mom and dad knew the lord mom had already been saved wasn't living for the lord mm-hmm. um and then about six years of age we were living in inglewood colorado and uh, of course i had been in church you know almost every sunday of my life but i was attending a vacation bible school at grace calvary church in inglewood colorado and um i don't remember the message preached i remember they sang that day um, um onward christian soldiers mm-hmm. and i remember hearing the gospel story and realizing that i was lost and and a sinner and if i died without christ i wouldn't go to heaven i'd go to hell and i was i was ready to be saved and i remember i was sitting on the right side all the way towards the back of the auditorium i, I went out down the aisle went into a room uh, to the left of the platform there and uh, knelt and prayed and trusted Christ as my savior. Hmm. And subsequently was baptized there. I don't know. I I think it was shortly after, maybe within a week or two weeks, but I got baptized then. So uh, that, uh, that was at six years of age. I can't pinpoint a date or time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But over the years I struggled with that because of being saved as a child and growing up in a Christian home. Sometimes it's so common, it's so usual and ordinary, mm-hmm. and then if, if you allow sin to remain in, in your life and unconfessed and dealt with, you begin to struggle. So there were times when I needed to get reassurance of salvation, but over the years came to realize for certain that God meant what he said when he said he would save those who called upon him, and I got saved when I was six years of age. So that's in brief how it happened.
0: Right. Well, that's great. Good Good to hear that. Sometimes we forget it. We just, hey, you've been saved for years. It's just neat to hear that perspective because sometimes we forget it. We, we need to be reminded of our own testimonies yes, sir. Uh, and just to be encouraged and it's encouraging to hear that. So uh, saved at a young age, when was the, uh, uh, the pull to ministry, the surrender to ministry taking place in your life? I mean, so you're saved at a young age was a, <clears throat> when you were still young or older. How, how did that kind of unfold for you?
1: yeah I, I kind of look at my situation as a bit unique uh, after hearing the testimonies of so many through the years um, but then again as I've as I've listened to missionaries and and pastors I give their testimony I realize that maybe it's not so unique in that somebody who's been raised in a church and in in the, that environment uh, where the Holy Spirit is always at work in the lives of people through the word right. there's a consistent vision or burden or pull and uh, I can remember so many times whether in a backyard Bible club with my mom and and at our house or uh, at the church service or um, in the bus at a uh, neighborhood Bible time rally Mm -hmm. in uh, in our city and the projects or most importantly perhaps and the, the place I deeply felt, always felt the call of God to serve him full time with my life was at camp. Okay. I had the privilege of going. I don't remember how old I was when I first discovered Camp Idrahaji mm-hmm. in the Rocky Mountains there in Colorado, but uh, it became a regular part of my life for many years after until I graduated from high school. And uh, the the chapel of our camp had in it um, pictures of missionaries, sayings from missionaries, as well as artifacts from the mission field. Uh, and we I don't remember if we had a camp preacher and a missionary, but we had always a missionary emphasis. And I think most often, probably the main speaker was a missionary. Mm-hmm. And huh, I can't even count the number of times I went forward and knelt at the altar at Camp Idrahaji, where I was saying to the Lord, I'm ready to serve you. And Mm-hmm. I v- envisioned and believed I would be on a mission field somewhere mm-hmm. someday, uh, I thought probably outside of continental uh, North America,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, serving the Lord. And, uh, and so <clears throat> I'm, I'm sure it happened more times. But it, so there was never what I can go back to and say this was a specific call mm-hmm. um, and definite call at this point in time when I surrendered. I surrendered numerous times, and I can't even begin to remember when the first time it right, was. Right. That's how it happened with me.
0: Right. Yeah. So the idea that you're, you're open, your heart was open to whatever the Lord would have at a young age. Right. Yes, sir. And you saw that example with your family, your folks, yes, and those close to you type of thing. Yes. Uh, so, again, it gives us an example of how important our influence is. Yes. Uh, and everybody, no matter the age, yeah. uh, we need to have that good influence on one another.
1: I remember sitting there watching, you know. Um, I was taught to sit up front. I was taught to, to use a pen, mm-hmm. write notes, pay attention. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting there almost like in a dream state, thinking about that preacher, thinking about that missionary, thinking, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. I want to be, and an admiring them and the stories they would tell how God was working in their life and how God was using them. And so you know, to me, that was God calling me, but I was I was enthralled with that. and. Right. And, and I had to struggle with the issue at some point in my life where where was it just something that that uh, romantic notion that got a hold of me and mm-hmm. called me, or was it really uh, the leading of the Holy Spirit? Uh, mm-hmm. While I had to struggle with that a little bit, it's never really been an issue. I knew <laughs> yeah. I knew that God wanted me in the ministry, and I was willing to be a missionary. I, I, re- I never really expected to be a pastor uh, in terms... A missionary pastor on the field, perhaps, right, right, but never expected to be uh, starting a church for sure, right, or pastoring a church in the same way that God has has worked it out. Wow,
0: that's interesting. So uh, obviously, uh, those who do know you in my church uh, know you as director of camp. Yeah, camp. Yes, that's you. You are camp. Yes, so that. Uh, Love for camp came from those early years in the camp ministry that you were attending, and you were involved there too, as a helper, worker as yeah, you sure. were able to.
1: I was a camper every week that my parents would allow me. And then, as soon as I was allowed to work, I went to to the work uh, to camp weeks, not only as a camper, but then went as a worker the same summer. And then when they'd allow me to be a counselor, I became a counselor. And I remember in my senior year walking down uh, the main road of the what we called frontier town okay. with our camp director, whose name was uh, Sam Eiselstein. We called him Uncle Sam, okay. and I admired him deeply. And I was talking to him, and he said, "What are you going to do uh, with your life?" And I said, "I want to be you. I want to be a camp director." And so then he had a conversation with me about where I was going to go to school. We talked about the various options, and whether he thought that the board of directors for Camp Ibrahaji, if I went to this school, whether they would accept me or not, if I went to this school, whether they would accept me right. or not. And and so we had this conversation, but that's that's what I dreamed of doing. That's what I wanted to do. That's where I felt the happiest. That's was that was my that was my passion for sure.
0: Right. Yeah. So you can't see him because he's uh, on podcast, but he's smiling right now. Every time he mentions camp, <laughs> he loves
1: camp. There's no doubt. And by and, the way, that's Uncle Paul right there, right across. Oh, from my okay. desk. I see him every day. Wow, uh, Uncle Paul and Aunt Mary. Wow, uh, from Camp Adrohaji. That's amazing.
0: Great. Again, a great influence in your life, and again, the importance of it. Um, so with camp, I mean, how many years have you been doing it now? Camp, yes. 35. 35 years 35 here. 35 years. And uh, there must have been hundreds, if not thousands, of children, young people have gone through the doors of camp, for lack like, of a better word.
1: Yeah. I, I, for whatever reason, I've never been a record keeper. And so I can't go back and say, you know, we've had the X number of campers pass through the doors. Mm-hmm. And, of course, because we have four weeks of camp, and I will allow campers. Because, yeah. because being a, a person who has passion for camp, I know there are some campers who come. And they don't want to just go home at the end of the week. They want to stay for another week. So I'll let them stay for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. So we have enrollment that would be hard to separate say this first time campers, whatever. Right. Yeah. You know. but yeah, there's been a lot of campers over the years. Wow. And
0: and, and praise the Lord. There's been numerous uh, campers, campus campers who have surrendered to the ministry yes, sir. and they're on the ministry are on the field right now. Yes, sir. I mean, that is super encouraging to know about, uh, and to hear, um, uh, and I hope that they're able to keep in contact with the camp as well, those, those who've left and gone into a foreign field. But that is a super highlight. It must be for you.
1: Oh, it's a tremendous blessing. I was just looking to see if I, if I had it here. I got a, an, an email the other day. Uh, here it is. Um, I don't remember him specifically, mm-hmm. but this just came uh, on Friday. Okay. Um, from a, a young man who said, I finally found your profile being linked to a friend's post. You wouldn't remember me, but I attended Camp Yes when I was a child. I inquired about you last year and was blessed to hear that you're still serving the Lord. For some reason, you're the first person who came to mind when I began praying about and looking for a Bible-based substance abuse recovery program. I asked my pastor first if he knew of any, but he was only able to direct me uh, toward another organization. And um, so anyway, he said, I don't know why I thought of you, but if if you have any information that'd be helpful, I would really appreciate hearing from you. Thank you. Uh, God bless you. So I was able to respond and direct him. So mm. that's a voice from the past, and yes. I have from time to time received a very surprising email from somebody who says, "Pastor, today I was listening to a message, or today I was doing my devotions, and I came across this truth, and it immediately took me back to campfire mm. uh, or the camp circle around the flagpole in the morning, and something you taught us. And I want to just tell you how much that has impacted my lives over the years, and how much that's remained as so forth. So those are always a tremendous blessing. Mm. I've had missionaries come to raise support
0: mm-hmm. who in their
1: testimony said, uh, I trusted Christ my Savior or I surrendered a full-time ministry at camp. Yes. Wow. I have a very poor memory <laughs> for those things. <laughs> yeah. And again, I'm a very poor record keeper. So yeah. I wished I'd have kept better records. So often I get those wonderful surprises. Yes. I know God has called people. I know people have made surrenders, uh, been saved at camp, have, have surrendered ministry at camp, but. I unfortunately can't tell you how many or who. Or-
0: yeah, yeah. And that's fine. That's not the, uh, the yeah. crux of the matter. The reality is just that uh, you see God's uh, work in your own life, then you have this ministry the Lord's led you to, and then just see the impact over the years on so many different people. And you really don't even know how far that goes because you don't know where those people go and who they'll meet. Mm -hmm. And then it's it's an amazing cycle Mm -hmm. just to see it continue down the road. So this year, unfortunately, with the COVID, it's been not a camp year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I'm sure that you must have been disappointed, maybe shed a few tears that you couldn't be at camp. Uh, So for us as a church, Legacy Baptist Church, what are some things that we could pray for or maybe needs? Just, you know, information that helps us help you. Mm -hmm.
1: I, I suppose the um, greatest need we always have is just uh, volunteers to staff the program. So Camp yes is a, as a program uh, originates with me and New Testament Baptist Church. The property where the program is carried out mm-hmm. belongs to Harvester's Baptist Church in Delaware and so any revenues raised from Camp Yes first cover the costs, of whatever we did that summer, right, and providing food or you know uh, reimbursing a, a guest speaker, mm-hmm. uh, things like that, uh, program needs, and then the rest goes to uh, as as an unofficial rent. Right, uh, there is no rent being charged us from uh, Harvesters Baptist Church. Have been very gracious, and we just give them everything we can. And that enables them uh, to, it it helps them in paying the bills for the year to year cost of having a camp, you know, uh, utilities and upkeep and maintenance as well then as improvements. Mm. And let me tell you, I was at the camp in the last uh, week of August uh, for three or four days with a family camp. Yes. And it is looking better than ever before. And, and, it's amazing what uh, Pastor Wood and the folks of the church there have done. Uh, and it grows, it gets better all the time. They're, they're, I just got a picture this week of something they're doing in in resurfacing the floor. They have a need for some fans mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of people uh, in the summertime are, are needing some relief from the heat. And so we're trying to provide some ceiling fans right. here and there in the dining hall and in the rooms upstairs. Uh, so So that the program itself doesn't need anything okay. it just needs volunteers okay. to be staff members to be counselors to be workers uh the camp property uh needs a lot mm-hmm. uh, there's so much more that could be done we'd love to build more cabins mm-hmm. we built eight cabins we'd like to build a further eight cabins and then we could have all the campers in cabins guys and girls mm-hmm. and uh, and use the lodge basement area for uh, activity center and and so forth and you know, the needs are probably endless in, in regards to the things you could do right. um, in terms of providing new uh, uh, recreational facilities, new recreational activities, whatever, at the camp. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I would say mostly prayer yep. and supply of laborers, yep. uh, which your church has been very good at. We appreciate all the laborers that have come from That's great. Uh, From your church family uh, that have helped us out, in both in um, counseling areas, work, kitchen workers, Uh, lifeguards all those things are all that's all volunteer we get that from all the local churches across Ontario so right
0: well that's fantastic and I was going to touch on the volunteer that that is just a really big part of the ministry uh you have the heart you have the passion and you bring the program to fruition but you can't do it all you need those volunteers absolutely Uh, they're a critical part of the whole program it wouldn't float
1: no sir it would not
0: It would just not happen at all. So if anything, as folks are listening from our church, I would encourage them to consider, Lord willing, in the future to be a volunteer, to help out. And obviously, if you want to do that, something like that, I'd be happy to help you out and indefinitely direct you to Pastor McLean. So, So just as we're closing off here, can you think of a highlight? I mean, I guess this is really the impossible question. A highlight or highlights of the camp ministry? We kind of want to leave with the folks as we're tying off our podcast today. Uh, highlight our highlights. I mean, what
1: for camp ministry? Mm-hmm. Well, I I would have to say that probably one of the highlights throughout the years is the campfire time at night, mm. and especially Friday night, which is the night when the the spirit of God has had now four and a half days. To work in the hearts of these young people, they've been isolated from the world. They've been memorizing scripture. They've been hearing like uh, devotions and preaching three, four times a day. Mm. Um, being challenged about missions and and they're away from all the outside pressures of the world, and they really don't want to go home. Mm. And and the Spirit of God has opened it, their eyes, they, They're beginning to, to get enthused again. And then we ask them to share testimonies and. Mm you know it hasn't always every friday night's not like not like this and it depends on the age group
0: mm-hmm.
1: but but the the most memorable moments have been when been with the the younger teens or the older teens and we open it up for testimonies and somebody shares how god has changed their heart during the course of that week or shares a burden they've been carrying that god has answered and then that opens the floodgates as it were and mm-hmm. other other young people then begin to to let go of their reservations, to speak out and they begin to share. And, you know, some of those have gone quite late into the night or early into the morning. And then, uh, I guess one of the other more special moments was that we were at a winter weekend with the teenagers uh, several years ago. And, uh, and I just uh, felt impressed that something was impeding, um, progress. And, and I I I have to believe now it was the leading of the Lord, right. but I just was sitting with some of the the counselors and other sponsors around the table and said, you know what I'd like you to do? I'd like you to uh, tomorrow, um, think about it tonight, but I want you to get up and give a testimony uh, and share what God has done in your life. Go back to your teen years and tell them how what you experienced and how God brought you through it and what, where you're at. I had no idea of anybody's situation in terms of that it would be profitable, but I was thinking of something to do that would maybe resonate with the kids more than just preaching. Right. And it just feel like uh, that was on my heart. Well, wow. Hmm. <laughs> the next day I, uh, I had right away. Somebody that told me, um, um, uh, one of the ladies that she, uh, was ready and that she wanted to share her testimony. And it was an eye opener. And, um, it just uh it got everybody, and then a couple others shared it well, we didn't even have any preaching uh, we sat down to to give her testimony to talk about it and uh and I think uh pastor Holland maybe was supposed to be preaching uh <laughs> and and we couldn't even get to the service. we canceled at least one of the preaching just just praying and and talking and sharing and mm. you know it was obvious that the spirit of God was working and lives were being affected by that. So just moments like that mm-hmm. that that are the things I treasure and remember. Um, you know, and of course the occasional uh camper that comes up to me at the end of camp mm. and says something to me that that God uses to tell me, you may feel tired and weary and you may feel like, what's the use? Yeah. But it's working, mm. and and uh, those those things help me a lot. I yeah. honestly, I've gone home from camp and we used to rent camps all the time, right. and I'd be on the drive home, and it was a lot of work, and I would be crying. I'd, mm. I'd actually be in tears. A couple of campers who were with me can tell you that. Mm-hmm. And it just because I felt like, you know, did we accomplish anything? Did we do anything? I want to see more.
0: Yeah.
1: And. Um, and over the years, I've realized there's a whole lot more happening than I think mm. uh, was happening. And so right. it's those moments, I guess. That, yeah. That are, The, the,
0: the yeah, fun yeah. of camp, you know, we think of, you know, driving as a bit of a tradition in my home that when I enter the camp premises, I blow my horn to an, uh, announce our arrival, you know. <laughs> so shy type of individual myself. So uh, we pull up and we get out the fun to see people. And it's the great food, great fellowship and great games. They all love that. Uh, but the reality is the key, I mean, the, the focus of the ministry is to reach their hearts. Yes. And all those things are great Amen. and it makes for a better time. But the whole focus and, and just as I said, we're closing off here. that That's what you're talking about. The highlights are those t- children and young people and adults, too, that's who are affected by the gospel ministry of Camp Yes.
1: Yes, sir. When we started the camp, we, we prayed, what are we going to call it? Mm. And I said, well, in my own heart the, the name ought to express our purpose. Yeah. And my goal in camp was to reproduce what happened to me. When I went to camp, I got excited about my salvation. Mm. I got, I got enthused about my salvation and about serving God. Yeah. And so it just became a natural to me. We got to call it camp. Yes. Youth excited about salvation. I've always been an alliterator. And so (laughs) that's what I came up with. And then amazingly, the very first night of camp, yes, we were at we were at Point Pelee National Park, okay, yeah, uh, down in southern Ontario, and the, the, the place where the mosquitoes rain <laughs> big time. And the first night of camp, yes, we had the big banners spread right up there, and 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 uh, one of the young men uh, who was there with his dad, who was a pastor, came up to me and said, Pastor McLean, he said, you will not believe this, but we just came from a camp meeting and we we learned this brand new song. It's called "I'll Say Yes, Lord," or it's called "Yes, Lord." and uh, and I I got the music and I can play it I think it would really work well with the theme of the camp and I said well, let me hear it so he sat down and played it I'll say yes lord yes it was perfect and the lord ordained, you know already yeah. said it was just an affirmation that we chose right and that yeah. is what we're after yeah. what the camp exists to do of course give them lots of fun yeah. and lots of good food yeah but the whole aim and goal is that they will come out of the world and come out of the the everyday humdrum of their church, whatever they're going through the routine Mm -hmm. and get excited, realize that they were saved to serve and get excited about being separated and soul winning and servants for the Lord. That's what it's all about. Wow. Well, Pastor McLean,
0: thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you. You've been a big impact in my life and my family's life. And thank you for that. Camp Yes has affected us in a great way. And uh, thank you, church family for tuning in today. Uh, Keep exploring the word and keep looking to Jesus.
1: Amen.